Hey guys, welcome back to Say Something. This is episode two. It's your girl Gianna, and today Manny E is out. So I have my friend sitting with me, my other best, well, another one of my best friends. Um, his name is Tyree Miller. Hey, I like y'all. to call him Weather the Storm. Weather the Storm. What's <laughs> up? What's up? Rockets, pointies. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me, what's going on? I'm glad to be on tonight with you all. So, yeah, he's going to be joining us today um, and play some Manny. So, welcome back. And we're going to get right into it today. Right, let's do it. So, how was your week? Um, my week was really, really rewarding. Um, I just celebrated my 30th birthday over the holiday weekend. So, that was a lot of fun. Um I got to share with a lot of friends and family. We turned up, it was lit, we had an intimate dinner. I mean, what more can you ask for? It was a great, great experience. I got to see 30 in this 2020 pandemic. This year has been mind blowing, but um, you know, I'm grateful. All right, sounds good. Um, I mean, my week was the same. I mean, I was involved in everything that you mentioned anyway, so my week, was pretty much the same too it was pretty good pretty good um now i'm back to you know work in the swing of things back before we get normal. ready for the next holiday how oh yeah well how was your holiday too my holiday was cool i mean i spent it with y'all you know we had a good time i mean i wish we could tell the the audience what we got into but some things ain't for everything uh-huh. and we can't share everything with what they say what stays in vegas what happens in vegas stays in vegas just know we had a good time Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, well, I mean, they don't know what holiday you celebrate, though. Not your birthday. Like oh, your Hanukkah. Holiday. Yeah, so I am, I'm Jewish, and um, in our culture, we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days. Um, Hanukkah, you um, celebrate amongst your family, your friends, and you exchange gifts throughout the eight days. Um, my family isn't really... Um, big on Hanukkah. However, there are those that are around me that are. And, you know, it's just one of those things that you do. Um, and then, you know, Christmas is on the 25th. My birthday was on the 27th. So I got to share with my other friends and celebrate their holiday. I mean, it's just kind of been a festive time, you know, love and unity and relationship. And it's it's been good. It's been a real good week. And I see I walked in here. You got a Christmas tree up. Stop. That's a Hanukkah tree. <laughs> that is it's a tree with Hanukkah decorations. All right. Whatever you call now, it. Now, don't get it twisted because I, I accept all holiday gifts. Okay. Christmas is included. Period. Well, I, you know, half of my family, some of us celebrate Hanukkah. I mean, I celebrate Hanukkah in my house. And then we got some family that celebrate Christmas. So, you know, I accept all gifts. And no, if y'all want to know, no, I am not Ju- I am not Jewish, okay? J-E-S-U-S. He is the best. Oh. I'm not Jew. I ain't Jewish. Okay. Okay. We just want just wanted to clear that That's up. That's right. No, I'm, I'm playing, but I'm no. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I I really do much, you know. I feel like the holidays is for the kids anyway. Like the kids get their gifts and you know different things like that. I mean, but yeah, but then the holidays really, honestly, when you get older, it's really about just family. I mean, yeah. we live in a time where we're seeing people drop left and right, mm-hmm. or we're seeing people um, 
having relationships and they're not as functional as you would like, which means this family stay with their immediate family, that mm-hmm. family stay with them, so they don't really come together like they used to before Big Mama passed or Pop Pop was gone. So, I mean, the holidays is really that time where everyone is reminded of the importance of what the season is and family. And I think we, um, in our friend group and in our families, we're fortunate enough that we have that um, great camaraderie and that we all come together and we just love on one another. True, true. So shout out to those families that are not getting together. Y'all need to get together. Y'all need to talk. <laughs> y'all need that's to text. If y'all want, no, no, no. That's if they want to. Y'all need that's to forgive. They want to. No, you need to. You for forgive. Your, for yourself. Mm. You need to forgive for yourself because you don't need to be living no life with harboring all of those uh, secret thoughts and th- those pains and those those things. Like, you know, Shade is just forgive, you know? <laughs> you, you know, you're right. No, for, no, 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 no. Hold on. Let me clear that up. Forgive and forgive, but never ever forget <laughs> gonna be, I, I think it's clear. impossible to, I think it's impossible to forget that's like literally like removing a memory from your membrane it's, it's impossible to do so however will you allow yet that experience to govern your life will you allow it to hold you back from enjoyment or happiness no I don't think there's anyone in my life now that I'm 30 that I'm going to give the privilege or that much energy to hold me back you're not you're not worth it and it's not true. that you're not valuable in my life, but your energy is not worth it. What you say is not worth it. What you do is not worth it, which means I'm just going to govern myself accordingly. See you for who you are and how I manage myself is how I manage myself. Mm. That's just where I'm at with it. All right. You know, we all grow. It's just choosing where you want to grow to. You want to stay back being shady or you want to grow to being positive. That's where you I'm evolving, at. You're evolving, boy. You're evolving. Hey, you know, breathe. Oh, Live. Keep that's going right on. though. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, yeah. So, that's that's good. Holidays and everything is over now. We're just waiting on New Year's to get here. Speaking of New Year's, like, do you do you have a New Year's resolution? I never really have a New, Year, New Year's re- re- resolution. I think that is so... Um, it's cliche. It's, it's so... It's cliche. It's... I mean, but I get it. It's like um, the peak of the year. You want to motivate your friends you want to motivate those that are are lack motivation and it's like hey at the top of the year stay consistent in this area i think um your new year resolution should be a a practice that you've been practicing the year prior um something that you identifying yourself that you need to stay active at and consistent at and just really make a conscious decision to work at it um the new year is just another year coming in it's just another day. It's just another another time in history that is appearing. But to you, I think it's just something that you really need to do for yourself. I mean, hey, I mean, think about it. Like, everyone's starting to cook at the same time of the year. Everyone reading the same book at the time of year. What's going to separate you from differently? How about you start in November? So when the new year comes, you're like, you know, I've already been at this. But I don't judge those that started mm-hmm. January. Because yeah. really, it's just when you start. And when you start, I think the important thing is... Don't stop. One thing I can say about you as being my best friend and being in a relationship with you, you are motivating to so many people because you have consistently been working out. I think that's a practice that 
most people in America um, want to stay consistent at, but yet you lack motivation in certain areas. But you've proven to yourself and to your parents around you that if you stay strong at it, you can see the results as you have lost so much weight and still working, I'm still towards, fit, still I'm working still fit. towards a goal. I mean, that's your conversation. I would say <laughs> you said it, but you start working towards a goal and um, perseverance being dedicated, being committed to a certain thing. And I think that's an, I think if I was to have a new year resolution, it would be, be dedicated to something that's healthy, something that's in bettering me, something that is causing me to think better, smile more, laugh more, um, be angry less, you know, just Mm -hmm. that's my, that's my new year resolution. How about you? Um, like I said, I think it's cliche. So I don't have no new year's New Year's resolution. Actually, my New Year started for me like nine months ago. That's when I just hit reset and just started the year over. But that, that's crazy. So that, that's, that's that's you know that's bomb that you say that because it's almost as if scripturally because we are very spiritual people. But scripturally it says, um, "Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning." I think. Now that I've experienced life, your morning can come at any point in time in your day that you don't have to really wait for a physical um, appearance of a sun coming up for trouble to not uh, be around. So I feel you on that. All right. Yeah. You all know we got a pre today. We have a preacher, preacher in the house. on the podcast. A preacher in the house. <laughs> we have a preacher on the podcast. So, but no, that's, that's good though. So yeah, like I said, I, I started that months ago, so I don't have a new year's resolution. I just want to be better and look better be better look better feel better like months ago i started that model like it's mind body and soul everything i just want to be better overall so and the thing is i think the most important thing is i mean they're all amazing entities but once you get your mind right and you start working on that mental health everything else falls in line it's really just a decision that you make in your head and your mind is like yo i'm gonna do this so yeah so i salute you Thank you. On making your mind up and staying consistent. And I salute everyone else from the coming year, the things that you're going to work towards, that you can do it. And just remember, um, just don't give up. True, true, true. So now I just want to get into a little bit of, like, the different things that is, like, going on around the world. Um, I think the number one at the top of everybody's list right now is the stimulus checks. Hmm. Run me my money. That's a trending topic. That's the, that's the, that's what everybody's waiting for. And everyone's circle. Everybody want their money. Everyone, everyone wants want their money. money. Everybody don't need it. There, but there are some people that really, really need it. it. There's some people that really do need it. Like I think a lot of us take that for granted that you know some of us have jobs. And we're able to work from home or we're able to go to work. And a lot of people are laid off. Like, yeah, it's only $600, but for a lot of people, that can make a big difference. That might be their rent for, the for you know, one of the months. That could be, you know, car note money where their car is not being repossessed or something like that. So, yeah, uh, I, everybody's waiting for it. And, you know, I mean, it's good to have whether you really need it or you really don't need it. It's, it's definitely good. Yeah, this $600, I mean, just thinking, it could totally have been increased. Um, when you think about the financial things that we have to deal with, with children, rent, food, whatever you, you name it, $600 is almost equivalent to a dollar based on the amount of bills that have been accumulated throughout this um, pandemic, which we in our generation have never experienced. Um, and then 
you know, history dates back to the 1800s when uh, the world seen something like this. So, so many generations before us have not been able to um, experience something like that. So when you think about $600, um, when, you, when you know that your rent is $1,200, what is it really going to add to? I think the bigger question is, while everyone is waiting for a stimulus check, what will you use it towards? Um, we've been stuck in the house. We haven't been able to go to events. Um, there's been so much that has been taken away from us for all good reasons. Are you going to use your stimulus check for um, materialistic things or is it really going to help um, those bills or those credit card debts, that food that you need? Um, one thing that CNN reported is that what they did prior when we received the $1,200 stimulus check is that they went into people's bank accounts to see what they did and how they spent their money. That's out of pocket. That's, out that's of pocket. none of their business. But they wanted to see where people spent their $1,200, which is why Mitch McConnell was like, yo, people probably just going out here and spending that money on bags or so forth and so on, which is unfair because there's families out here that are struggling silently that don't have the resources that can't even think about going to a retail store right now that needs more than six hundred dollars then also when I, mean, I was that's true but still it's like if it's if it's your money like that's like me giving you a gift or something and i'm like yeah i want you to go spend it this certain way like you take your money and you do what you want to do with it. this is not a gift this is assistance from the government for citizens of america to help them get afloat but they should have made it specific to that then. Well, if they went that much into clear. detail where they were going into people's accounts seeing what they spent it on, then give it to the month, give it to the people that literally don't have it. But well, if you, you give it to the ones that have it, that. you can't do it that way because yeah, I may have spent this money at the time where I had a little a, a wiggle room because you know you're still working, mm -hmm. uh, but you're still going to receive your stimulus because you are a taxpayer. However, what if that person that spent the twelve hundred dollars on something materialistic or whatever they may have spent it on now is in a financial rut? You can't like that's you can't, on them. You can't profile, and you have to be you have to be even across the board, which is why. It took so long, so many laws, so many things that had to be passed because you just cannot say, okay, I'm going to give it to this, this specific group of people and not give it to others. So I think ultimately, back to the question is, how will you spend your stimulus check? The first thing I thought about when it was $2,000, uh, for those that may be listening or aware of who I am or just you, you know, I'm very fashionable, so I can think about a bag or coat or something of that nature. But now, um, not just because I'm turned 30, but just because my life has just changed i'm thinking about what can i pay off or what can i pay towards that will bring me more money so for some this 600 dollars could be a setup for investing into a small business or invest into all that i think it just all depends on how you're going to spend your money i mean yeah. well but what i was saying earlier was that i did this um research that other countries gave their um gave citizens way more than six hundred dollars. I think it was like two twenty five or twenty six hundred dollars that each person received. That's what they should have gave. Like yeah. again, we we let millionaires make the decisions on whether or not six hundred dollars is too much. You're a millionaire, so yeah, to you six hundred dollars is nothing. It's my to the next person, it's not. So I don't. I I definitely don't think it's fair. I even read some of our um the CNN because now I have the app coming so all the notifications come to my phone I just find myself being a little bit more political now since this whole presidential run that recently happened and I say that uh, an embarrassment also because I feel that you should be a little bit more instrumental in your um, this uh, 
justice system or this political kind of system, you should be informed on what's going on in your country, right? However, the IRS reported that they would rather tax people that are in lower class because it's easier for them to find error in their taxes than to tax those and find errors that those that are um, millionaires. Bullish. That's crazy. Yeah. That'll make no sense. Yep. That's ridiculous. So we're really um we're really living in a world where the poor gets poorer and the rich get richer. And when you know I mean, we've watched enough shows, Law and Order or whatever your current show is on your Netflix channel or Prime, whatever. Um, I mean it's pretty evident the rich succeeds. Relationships. You have people on high um people that are in power that wash things away, that sweep things under the rug, but the people that are um, considered less than or, you know, in your poverty areas, um, they don't really get the same benefit. And I think that's just such a disservice to so many Americans or however you want to, you know, categorize yourself. Um, but, you know, this stimulus check, hopefully it will be a help and an assist, an, uh, assistance to some people that need it tremendously. So I'm looking forward to it. They were, um, people were talking about that on, um, Clubhouse. I don't, like, if, I don't know if everybody knows what Clubhouse is, but that's the new app, like, where people, you know, interact with each other. I, what I like is that you can actually hear people's voice. Absolutely. They have a bunch of different chats that you can join. So many different chats. Clubhouse is one of the best networking, um, new apps I feel that has been invented. It and it allows you to be personable with celebrities or people of influence that you see on your television shows that they just start this clubhouse and open to conversations to people that are strangers to them and it's just a conversation. Um, there are some wild clubhouses, but you know those are real conversations that go on. I enjoy I think, the wild. Um, the mention you mentioned a few days ago that there's one where men are moaning, and then there's one where it's a dick fish one. There's a there's a, a as you just said the dick fish stories were freaking hilarious. Yeah, but that's real stories, and Clubhouse allows you to express whatever's going on in your world. I seen another one called the shade the shade room. As we all follow Instagram, there's a shade room, but now there's a shade room Clubhouse, and they're asking. And people their sexual positions and what they want to <laughs> do and how they do it and would you give me a chance i mean these are actual conversations so it's so many it's such a broad um, app if you want to talk about something of substance or educational questions or if you want to be in the industry i myself i'm a singer so um i'm in the clubhouse room called the bgvs um, those are background vocalists. Um, I sing with some artists and, you know, so forth and so on. So I'm connected to a lot of amazing singers across the nation. Um, so Clubhouse is definitely a great networking tool for those that are not um, aware of what it is. I highly encourage you to um, take a look at it. Yeah, it's a lot of different um, a lot of different things. One, one thing that I was, um, another chat that I was on near... Um, listening to they were talking about it was like a chat for like entrepreneurs yeah um, people that is, they have people that on there to do podcasts people that want to be in entertainment um, people that want to get in real estate so it's a it's it's so it's, it's so really informational there. i like it i actually like it better than any other platform right now really really because like, i like it, it better than any you other can other actually platform. hear people's mind like you can hear their conversation their perspective and their take on certain subject matters even i have been encouraged to say hey you know i can start my own chat room i can start talking about something i feel people would be interested in and then that way you encourage those that are around you'll say hey come invited to this page and then you know you share your opinions um i think it's it's it's, it's just such a great tool 
there was another one on there um, where people were talking about uh, grief and grieving, which mm. is actually, this is why I actually decided to have Tyree on the show today. Um, we know it's the holiday time and, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately with Corona and just, you know, normal, you know, sicknesses and diseases, different things like that. Like a lot of people have lost a lot of people this year, this year or, you know, not even just this year alone, but mm-hmm. previous years too. Um, and I know that around the holiday times it can get rough. Now, within the last couple of years, I have not lost anybody around the holiday time or before it, like my family was okay. Um, until, until this year anyway. Um, so we lost, my family lost my great aunt and my great uncle. Mm-hmm. These are both my, my mom's siblings. Like she literally lost her siblings back to back, like within months of each other. Mm-hmm. And we are like, my family is a closer knit family. So my aunt Joycey lived in the that, home next that door was, to my mama. Mom. And that what you said was, is, it's really powerful to have a close knit family because there's so many families that lose loved ones. And it's just there was no relationship, which means it wasn't effective to anyone. Yeah, it didn't so those that relationships way, so. that um that yeah. when, you ha- when you come from a good foundation of family that's actual family, um it it hurts even more. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it it hits different. So yeah, like I said, that was my my mom's um brother and her brother and her sister. And like I said, we are a closer family. My aunt literally lived next door to my mom mom in one of the home the for houses years. that my mom owned. She she lived there for years, and then my uncle. He actually had dementia, so my mom um, moved him up here from Connecticut, and I I want to say maybe he's been up here for a year now. Mm-hmm. It was a lot going on with that too, but um, yeah, unfortunately he passed from Corona, mm. um, and my I I can't even necessarily say exactly what she passed, but it is crazy that she actually passed. Right as Corona really, really hit, mm-hmm. she passed back, and I believe it was February. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right so, before everything and shut then down. honestly, I I don't know why I feel like she may have possibly had Corona too, but I'm not sure. But yeah, so just like I said, dealing with you know grief and things around the holiday times, it can be rough. Um, so that's why I wanted to have Tyree here today to talk about, um, you know, just grief and grieving, and um, he can tell you, he, you can talk more about Yeah, it. yeah, so, you know, my story's a little, um, it's very, it's crazy to some, some would call it crazy because it is, um, so let's just date back, 2017, um, well, I'll just say that the, my family dynamics are very, very strong, it's a very um, church-going family, you know, their principles, and the, the Foundational principles and certain teachings of great structure, um, as I would like to say. Um, so our family is very, very, very tight. My grandparents, uh, between those two, eight children were birthed. Um, and then we have 23 grandchildren. And I don't think I went back and counted the great-grands, but I think there may be at least five or six great-grands right now. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of us in our immediate family. Um, so I was 25 at the time. I'm sorry. I was 27 at the time when I first start experiencing grief. I've never lost anyone in my life. I was never able to identify with anyone or be, um, I was never able to identify what grief was or the pain of losing someone because I was fortunate enough to live 27 years of my life with never experiencing grief or the loss of even a close friend or someone. So um, back in 27, and not to kind of prolong this, uh, my grandfather 
was 79 years old and he died from a rare form of cancer um, that is so rare that only, I believe, 23 people in the whole population have ever, has ever had it. Um, so, you know, he lived a very well, uh, well life, um, almost 80 years old. Um, so, you know, seeing him go out how he did was really, really, really challenging. However, when a person is 80 years old, you're like, okay, great. You lived your life. Not that, you know, your lifespan um, should have been shortened or that, oh, that's enough time for you to be living. But, you know, 80 years old is a really, really great time. He got to see all of his grandchildren, all his kids get married, graduate from college, all of those good things. So, you know, my grandfather lived a really, really, really great life. And I am glad that, um, he is resting. Um, so that was the first time I ever experienced death. I remember um, losing um, air. It felt like I couldn't breathe because I couldn't understand the fact that um, he was no longer going to be around. It was a new reality. It was a, it, it shaped my life differently because I didn't know that this was a real thing. Like I think we all anticipate, like we know the day is coming, but you don't know when the day is coming. So when you don't have family members that are sick or ill or or on drugs or, or, or anything, you don't really think of the possibility that you may not wake up. Typically it's easier to um, deal with the fact of losing someone or grief because a person may be sick for a great amount of time. So it's easy to process like, okay, I know what's the end result is going to be. If the healing is not going to be a portion, I kind of know what the end result is going to be. Um, you're going to, you know, eventually go. However, we didn't have that in our family. So when my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer. It just was like out of the the blue and then he was gone in just like a few months. It wasn't years of a battling. Um, so that was also another, I would say, a rewarding part because he didn't have to suffer for so long. Um, so as we speed up, um, 2018, um, I was walking in the house and one um, Sunday evening I walked in and I found my baby brother Noah, who was 19 at the time, he passed away on the on the floor. Um, I didn't know that he was passing through life. Um, I thought he was snoring, but he was actually drowning on his um, liquids, on, on, on the fluids that was in his body. Um, so many people wanted to know that were around me, but my brother passed from walking pneumonia. He was studying across, uh, studying abroad over in France for a culinary program. Um, and just, I guess, the climate change caused him to um, contract um, pneumonia. And it was one of those things where there was no symptoms. He was just carrying around. So losing my baby brother and losing a sibling is something that's undescribable pain. If you are close to your siblings or even if you're not close to your siblings, just to see one of them go, um, mm -hmm. that's definitely life altering something that you cannot think um, of. It's still pain that, you know, it's, un it's undescribable pain. Um, and then now 2019, uh, a year to a year and a month to when my brother passed, my mother passed, um, who was my personal superhero, who was my biggest cheerleader and uh, who was just uh, the source of life. My mother passed. Um, so for the past three years of my life, I've been um, hit back to back to back with some giant um, some giant hits of family members that have passed. But let's get to this point. Um, now that I've shared with you the amount of people have passed and how they've passed, um, grief. How do you process grief? 
what does grief look like to you? One thing I've learned in my process is that grief will cloud your judgment. Grief will have you thinking one thing and it's not. Grief will have you questioning everyone's intentions around. Grief will hold people to an expectation that is unrealistic. Grief will have you all over the place because you are trying to process how is this possible? How is this the reality that this is not a dream? So grief is one of those things where there are no answers to. There's only um, suggestions on how to get through it. I mean, everyone suggests therapy, but the impact of grief is so um, debilitating that it's almost like anything someone is saying goes in one ear and out the other. One thing I can say about grief is that everyone grieves differently. There's no um, specific way that you're going to grieve, that everyone grieves the same way. Um, grief comes in waves. It may not hit you today. It may not hit you tomorrow. Almost like it's accepting the reality. Like, what I do, I, have I accepted the reality that my mother's really, really gone? Mm. You could be enjoying your day, having a ball, and then tomorrow you could be weeping yeah. to the ground because it just comes in waves. So I think the best way to manage grief or to manage losing someone and dealing with the uh, impact of grief is accepting the fact that this person is no longer here. And whether you accept it or not, the hard reality is that they will no longer be there. So it's just accepting the process. Um, I will be authentic in this process. I have not seek therapy because I have a pretty cool um, circle. And my circle has been very supportive for those that have been supportive to me. Um, another thing is I've learned in my grief is that the ones that are in your circle or ones that are in your family may not know how to reach you. And as I was speaking prior to un, um, unreal, unrealistic expectations, some people just don't know how to be there for you in the way that you need them to be because there are no answers. If they had an answer, they would say, bring the person back. Um, so that's something that I had to learn that I placed so much on my peers, my friends, my family. It's almost to I wanted them to, I did not want them, but I wanted them to understand what it felt like. Even to this day, it's still kind of hard communicating what I feel when you haven't lost the amount of people and the, the relationships that I've lost. It's kind of hard to communicate that to people. But however, ultimately I would say to kind of rear this end is <clears throat> therapy. Um, I have spiritual parents that have been extremely supportive to me. Um, they are pastors that live in New York and they are very, very consistent and they have been a sound voice to me in this process. I have um, my best friend Gina who is doing this amazing podcast that I'm a guest on. She has been not only there in person, but she has been consistent um, over the phone and just making sure that my mental health is um, at its best capacity. I have another best friend, Kiana Jackson, who has been... Um, really a backbone and she's caught the most of my flare-ups but even in my grief and even in my flare-ups she understood what the root of the issue is so i'll just say um again seek therapy and be okay with being vulnerable be okay with communicating what you are feeling i don't have all the answers i'm not a guru in grief because i've lost um, these amount of people. However, I do know that I've centered myself in prayer. I've centered myself in God. I've centered myself in family. And I had to sit with myself 
on how to um, manage day by day. Um, as Gina was sharing earlier, and as we were just talking about earlier, that the holidays are near, and that's one of those things where you're like, oh, wow, all of the family is around, but yet this person is now gone. It's like, oh, it, it, it's, it's almost like a magnifying glass. It causes you to look at things a little bit more clearer. Um, I just turned 30. You know, I had to sit and process to the fact that even in even in this conversation with you guys, I mean, you may be um, hearing it, but it's still a real reality that I'm 30 years old and I was sitting on the couch today and I said, if I were to ever get married, my mother would never see that. If I were to ever win a Grammy, which I will, um, she'll never be able to see that. If I broke my arm, she'll never be able to be there to rescue me from breaking my arm, even as an adult. So there's a lot of processes that I have to um, swallow and say, you know what? Hey, this is my new norm. This is my new reality. So every day is challenging. Every day is a new challenge. Um, every day won't be smiles, but every day won't be tears. Right. It, it don't always rain. The sun will come out. And uh, I've been fortunate enough that God has given me unsupernatural strength that I, I can't even describe that he's allowed me to go through these processes. So I just say stay encouraged to those that will experience grief in the near future or have experienced grief. Um, for me, I center myself in God. That's just my practices. That's just how I get myself together. But for you, it may be meditation. It may be yoga. It may just be centering yourself in a different um, state or on an island or on a beach or something or doing something. Whatever you have to do to keep your mental health intact, I encourage you to do so. But don't succumb or fall to the pressures of grief where it causes you to now commit suicide or to back away from everyone that's trying to be there. Um, those are unhealthy signs. Also, if you know that your life is being drowned in depression, you got to do something. You got to get up. You got to address your depression and you have to go seek professional help. Your yes. friends, your okay. family, um, your pastor, your co-workers, your boss, your booze. They may not have the answer. I think it's just so important, especially culturally. Um, and not just culturally. I think it's also me as an African-American male. Um, just it's been a part of masculinity that men cannot be vulnerable or communicate what they feel. Um, and that's just been something that's been a message that has gone down from generation to generation, father to father and son to son, as no, you are supposed to be macho. You're supposed to be, you're supposed to be this, you're supposed to be strength. But how do you be strength when a, a, a man has lost his mother? It's almost like telling a, a, a girl, be strong when you've lost your father. Your father's your best, your first boyfriend to many girls. And you, your mom is your first girlfriend to many boys. And it's just those um, handicapping experiences that all of the rules go out the window. So for those, again, that have been experiencing grief or will experience grief, I will say just center yourself in something that keeps you centered and pay attention to your mental health. Do not drown in what comes and don't drown in um, what's surrounding you. Tonight, I may have a flare up because when you open up about these things, it causes you to think like, yo, my mommy is never here. You know, on my 30th birthday, I was I was smiling. I was happy. I was full of joy. But today I, I was thinking about it like I can't show her the pictures. I can't show I can't show her anything. So you know, it's a it's a real topic. It's a real discussion. It's a real reality. However, um, I can say that you can make it. 
if I had the time to go into detail about everything that has gone on, how to manage a home, how to do this, um, it's taught me survival. It has made a man out of me and um, it is developing me to be a better person. It's even developed me to be a better brother, taking care of my siblings, being active, being um, being a part, being a healthy, present. being present, being a healthy voice. Um, it's even causing me to forgive those that are around me that are dysfunctional in areas that they are dysfunctional in. It's caused me to look past people's jealousy. Um, it's caused me to look past people's what they are intimidated by. Um, and their weaknesses that comes out so often. I mean, it's caused me to do a lot of things. So I just say, hey, you know, just stay encouraged. Just stay focused. Because um, there's everyone that's around you. And as I was speaking about jealousy, everyone around you don't really want you to win. They don't, they don't want you to succeed. And they'll cheer you on one day. And then the next day, they'll be tearing you down. So just stay centered in those that really have your back because if if not you'll fall to everything that goes through with this depression and this grief you'll be swallowed up in it especially if you have um a fake support system so just stay and that's just my take on it thank you i mean thank you so much for this space i know i've kind of taken up most of this uh, <laughs> I've, taken, I've taken up most of like maybe 20 minutes talking about this but Everything you said is it's very it's very true. It's but a topic that I can mean, go in on addition, for days. in addition to all of that, what mm-hmm. I always tell him specifically, and other people I know that deal with grief and do just everyday life things, when it's getting too much, you need to unpack, you need to unload, you need to talk to a therapist. So absolutely, a lot of times, like our friends can be there and different things like that, mm-hmm. and you know, but you, we can't unload and unpack everything on them like that's you know we we need to do that we need to do that with somebody that's trained in that specific area because a lot of times it can be every like you said everybody does not know how to handle things like that sometimes it can be too much some people allow other people to come to them with their issues and their problems and it weighs too heavy on them you know on that person too so again that all of that is you know it's good you know it's good to have strong people around you and and it is true, like you said, too, like some people can't deal with every, some people cannot deal with everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so you definitely need you need somebody to be there that can or, or just people in general that can pick you up out of everything. One person I know literally that will no matter what the situation is, if I come to him with something, he'll listen. But then he'll still encourage me at the end. Like, listen, you know, I understand everything you're going through, but you got to. You got to do, you got to make yourself feel better. Like it's, it's okay to be at that point, but you got to pull yourself up out the slump. And that's my friend, Tim, like my brother, Tim, like he always makes mention of that. Like, it's okay to go through it, but you, you gotta, you know, kind of pick yourself up and be able to, you know, move forward at so at some point. So mm-hmm. again, everything you were saying is, is really true. And I'm, I'm glad to see, you know, you in a, a much better space as a friend and, you know, you kind of, you know, being able to deal with that a little bit better and not necessarily deal with it and not get over it. Definitely, because that's your mom and your brother and your grandfather. Like you're never going to get over that. But definitely, you know, enough to be able to help bring yourself through. Yeah. And that you have a strong enough circle around you to kind of help you bring, you know, kind of help you come through that. Too, and another so. thing is that you have to be prepared that your circle may change. Um, 
and you have to be okay with that. That your circle is changing means like my circle was my mom. My circle was my brothers and my sisters. And um, you have to be so secure in um, those that are around you because when one aspect of your support system leaves, you should be able to grab something from somewhere else. Um, which is why I'm saying it's important to take care and keep your mental health intact. Um, because of things I have been experiencing with me seeing so many people go back to back to back. And the thing that was just so crazy is that my mother, my brother, that's my immediate family outside of my aunts and my uncles and my grandparents. So for me, in my mind, I'm already sitting here counting myself like you're next or mm. this person is next. And you're you're waiting in anticipation like wow. year 2020 is coming around. Who's the next family member to go? Because it's now been back to back to back. When you mm -hmm. thought you'll have a gap of 10 years or 15 years before the next person goes. But then you have months or a year between. It causes you mentally to prepare yourself like, oh, I'm going to go. And, you know, you may secretly be dealing with something that no one knows about. Or mentally dealing with something no one knows about where you could be the reason that you go yourself. It may not be an illness or a car accident or it could be suicide. And suicide is absolute, absolutely really real. Um, I think that's a subject that has not been spoken on, but it's something I've faced. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I've faced. I even, um, Taraji P. Henson has this new talk show when she deals about um, amazing. mental illness. And yet you see um, the levels of success that she's reached, the amount of awards and recognitions that she's received um, because of her um, amazing um, gift as being an actress and so forth and so on. Um, I'm pretty sure that a, amount of money that she's been paid for these services for her gift, you would think like, what could she possibly go through? And yet she was open and freeing enough to admit that she herself has... Um, struggles with mental illness and thought of thoughts of committing suicide so don't ever be blinded by someone's success as if they are in a happy space or in a place or don't think that someone that is lesser than you as someone some would say or doesn't have the same social light or social status or even the same amount of money to thinking that their life is in a pits because they can be the happiest um ultimately to kind of end this part is that center yourself in something that is going to cause you to grow. Um, I myself have made a conscious decision that seeking professional help is not an option. It is necessary for me to fully develop in areas to have conversations about things I struggle with on a daily. Um, and I encourage those that will be dealing with grief because it is an appointment that we all have to make and see and experience that you do what's necessary. Um, and then just take it day by day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> that was a lot. That was rough. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. So we gotta we gotta do something to make us to pick us up and make us feel a little bit happy now. All right, pull the bottles out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what we need to do is we need to move on to our join of the week. Okay. Y'all know that's our music pick or you know whatever type of mood or whatever you in something that you listen to lately so i'm gonna let you start with what's, what's your joint of the week well how about you start because i just had a whole 30 minute session <laughs> to myself so i'll let you leave you did and you share you share your part so my join of the week is an artist his name is brick liam he's an amazing artist um i went to last year actually 
I went to um, a PJ Morton concert in um, Philly, and uh, he was one of the opening acts. And he's just like he's a whole mood. Like I don't even know how to describe his mood, but he's just a whole mood, and he can sing down. So yes, my artist, my joint of the week um, is uh, the artist. His name is Brick Liam. Um, and this song, I don't really, I'm trying to think of how I can kind of describe the song. I'm going to just let y'all, I'm going to just let y'all hear and then y'all let me know. Um, a li- I'm, I'm going to play a little bit, a little snippet of it. Yeah, he's great. He's like, he's um, underground, which he should be so farther than what he is. But, you know, that's politics and the industry that yeah. we're in. He's amazing though. Um, the song is called Some Other Dude. Um, and basically, I'm going to just like tell you a little bit of background. So the song is basically just him expressing his feelings. Um, and yeah, him, him just expressing his feelings to a female and basically how the female is pretty much moving on. He he pretty much doesn't want to see her walk down the aisle with another guy. Um, so I'm going to just play a little, little tiny bit of the song for y'all. a little clip of that i can't play the whole thing but y'all can look it up i have um i like title but you can find him on title apple youtube whatever it was definitely about so what's your journal so my journal of the week is someone that you just um introduced me to her name is tiana major Tiana Major Nine. Um, Tiana Major Nine. Yes. Um, she, I'll say this really, just just a quick part. Um, because of our background of uh, being in church. Oh, yours. Well, yours. my background, I'll say for me, <laughs> and right. as being a vocalist as well, um, I kind of only stayed in one genre of music. And now that I'm expanding in just so many different areas of my life, um, I'm open to different genres of music. It's it's Finally. almost it's almost like I said to myself, like, you know, I'm a I'm a gospel singer, proud one. I you know, I'm con- I'm convicted to do it. It's in my heart, all those good things and so forth and so on. Um, but it's almost like you never get to experience anything else. It's almost like saying, like, as I said before, um, I love soul food, but I've also had the opportunity to travel across the world and never experience like Italian food. It's it's crazy. So with all that being said, this song is called um, Exclusively and it's by Tiana Major Nine. No more shying away. We're both feeling the same. I want you exclusively. No messing around. No more shying away. We're both feeling the same. I want you exclusively. Everything I do, I do for you. I hope you want it. Keeping up this front is getting long. I'm being honest. 
these feels for you is something I ain't longing. I want you exclusively. Alright, I can't get sued. We can still be sued. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but that's our joints for the week. Um I'm gonna post them at the end of this. Um and yeah, y'all go listen to that music and listen to those artists. They're not big, big mainstream artists, but they will be. They they are amazing, amazing artists. Um y'all know every week I like to give y'all um, my mental health moment um and this week um basically my quote is short and sweet um and it's i'll lose anyone or anything before i lose myself or my mind and basically you just gotta be willing to put yourself first don't put nobody before you you know don't put nobody before you put yourself you just want to put yourself first and again don't allow people to mess up your mental space or come at you with a bunch of da- a bunch of different things that really have nothing to do with you or are pretty much going to bring you down or you know pull you down just so whatever it is you got to be willing to when you get in a certain space you have to be willing to lose any and everybody just for you to have a clear mind and a clear space and i actually have one as well um i wrote one earlier and i'll share it with you guys it says do not go into 2021 thinking that you have to recover what you lost in 2020 Go into the new year understanding that your harvest is not tied to a year. Your harvest is tied to your due season. It is connected to you. And many of us have endured and sown and been through so much, but you have to find a new posture and do well. So um, that's just encouragement to anything that you have may have lost. I mean, I lost employment. I've lost a lot <laughs> in 2020. Oh, um, but don't think that all of those things that you lost make who you are. And as a make of you, um, embrace the new, um, new dreams, new challenges, yes. new, new careers, new money. Get a money, new job. Get a new, new job. Not, m- a new, new job, money. A new job. More and new money that will come in the year to come. So that's my encouragement to you guys. Um, I want to say to the host, thank you so much for even having me on the show. This has been a blast. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself and I encourage you and my brother Emmanuel um, that you guys will go successful and that this podcast will reach every air on the planet so guys we're coming to a close um and you know at the end i like to give like you know some type of affirmation my affirmation this week is basically what it feels like is not the end and it's really just the beginning and that's all for now peace out y'all Say something, say something